Hey guys, Tim Shorts, Gothridge Manor, doing a drive home bike podcast Monday. Uh, been a, it was a busy weekend. Didn't have too much time for podcasting. Started a couple and then ended up deleting them. I do that. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, thieves guilds um, and like the organization and how I kind of develop them um, and the structures that I use and some of the the uh, nuances that I try to put in there. So uh, first thing about a thieves guild, they're kind of like a a strange structure, anyways, to be within a city. I think uh, you've got you've got an organization with with you know when you think of thieves guilds, you think of thieves, and in general, when you um, some organized crime. Uh, so to try to place them in uh, a fantasy city is not too hard because you know hey if you got fireballs blowing up and mages killed why couldn't you have a thieves kill but you do need to make it make sense also I mean why would an organization of thieves be allowed to that is a known quantity and um, be allowed to be run amok within a city well there's lots of reasons I mean the best way is just to look to modern day things about different organization crime organizations that are within um, cities today you know I'm not just talking about the mafia or the was it the Yukaza or something like that you would you know you can you can think of different organizations throughout history too but what I usually do for my basic type of thieves guild is I try not to to get too detailed with it because there is like a lot of things in gaming having that um, I don't know what to call it like it's almost like a little bit of a fog war where you really can't see the ends or the beginnings of the thieves guild they're just they're just there there's more it's it's more about perception than than actual um, stuff if that makes sense um, the Thieves Guild's more about promoting their reputation and, and instilling fear than actual doing like frontal assaults and everything. So, and then also, if you don't have those boundaries delineated, then you can also, a uh, GM has the latitude to, to, uh, uh, expand the range of it or, you know, add stuff to it as the, as the, the game needs it. Which is fun. I mean, it, 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 then the players are really never quite sure who they're dealing with or how they're dealing with them. Um, even if you have a player who is a member of that guild. Because the way I do it, I kind of, in a way, use the structure of the Mafia, in a way. Just a real basic five-tier structure. So you have your associates, the people that aren't made guys. They're just the... Uh, you know, kind of associate with, with them. And then you kind of get into the next level, which are the soldiers, your enforcers. Um, then you get into more of the cap captains. And you might have, uh, you know, a limited number of captains. And then the captains answer to an underboss. And then you have, you know, in the mafia scene, the dawn or the boss. And usually they have some sort of counsel with them, like a a guy that kind of um, it's separate from everything but yet connected to everything 
And so I use that for some of my bigger uh, thieves guilds. So my thieves guilds in the cities, they're going to have five levels to them. So you're going to have those folks that, that kind of are the informants and the ones who, who uh, work with them to get kickbacks. And then you're going to have the soldiers who are um, running the streets and making sure people are doing what they're doing, paying what they're supposed to pay. And then you got the captain who is assigning soldiers what they need to do when they need to do it. You know, not too much different from a military organization, but in this case, you're talking about something that needs to be done behind the scenes because a lot of people might not know who the boss are or everybody will know who the boss is and uh, one of the structures I use I borrow heavily from my friend Rob Conley's campaign from this brotherhood of the lion where you have princes that run there it's like a old um, term princes use for just like the the Italian version of, you know, Don being boss, uh, that th this means something to the people of that guild. It's a cultural thing, not just an organizational thing. And so I try to instill that in some of the thieves guilds where I use that structure as a skeleton to like flesh out a little bit of what's going on. Now, do I do it all? No, not all. Like I said, I keep a lot of the stuff hazy so like you said nobody knows where the beginning or ending is and if i need an informant somewhere i can just put it there i don't have to have it detailed ahead of time um you know my my thieves guild grows to the speed of plot or speed of you know interesting gaming if you if you will so to make you know, so, so you got this frame and what I'll do like on smaller organizations and smaller towns or maybe villages in a village there might only be some soldiers but you know not the kind that are knocking heads because it wouldn't last very long on there but you have some associates in the village and then you just have folks that are you know on that second tier that are making money through the villagers and, and, and but but then have to answer to the boss down the line And then some of the smaller ones, like a different Thieves Guild, might only have a three-tier kind of system. And I think it's important to develop that basic structure. I think it's much easier to think when people develop Thieves Guilds, it, it sometimes becomes overwhelming. I know it was for me because I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to get there. And then when I started using this basic structure outline, it seemed to help me capture the thieves guild a little bit better the organization of it the, and even now the people are within it their philosophy and uh, uh, the culture that they manifest with what they expect which which you can really do a lot of fun fun stuff with um, some of the thieves guilds that are developed in like in my friend's Rob's campaign is cultural. He has two sets of thieves guilds. You have the brother of the hood, the lion, uh, uh, the lion, and the beggars, and both of those are very distinct thieves guild. They share city state of the invincible overlord, and they stomp on each other's toes. But they're they're built out of cultural diversity, not so much a criminal one. 
uh, and it makes it interesting because one is very um, in the time of need it's, it, it's an organization that people really look to to help out and the other one is just a culture that their own people are embarrassed by so you kind of come so people are coming at this in different ways which is again adds fun to to the uh your game now the now the, how you lace all this stuff with nuances is finding those cultural differences or what why is your thieves guild unique why is this thieves guild there what what's the origins of it now you, I mean, you know you don't have to do like a whole big thing of origins you could you could just say this um, you can just randomly determine up, write up some topics. Is this a political thieves guild? Is this a religious thieves guild? Is this just a basically a criminal, you know, diehard criminal thieves guild? Was this thieves guild built out of, you know, oppression? Or was this thieves guild built out of survival? There's, there's different things. And if you get that basic idea, then you can use it um effectively i think i mean I, I that's how i do it i think that's what makes it a little bit easier for me to wing it at that point because i do have the basics i do have the structure i do have the philosophy already in my head and all i have to do is populate it with people that i need at the time and then you get down into the nuances of npcs and any gm worth his weight and salt will be excellent at developing NPCs for such a case. But hang it, it's only, you know, like a Christmas tree. You hang it where you need to do. Is he up on the top or is he down on the bottom? Is he, uh, where in that structure does he fit and how does he fit in around those? And you don't need to know all those details. You just need to know where he's at. So you, so later on down the line, as the character develops, some other things may come into play. And that makes your thieves world or thieves world, your thieves um, guild become a lot more playable, even for thieves that are the characters and are within the guild. And I, uh, you know, for those who want to develop a thieves guild, I say my suggestion is is have your have a couple of players make up thieves, and have them. It forces you to think about it. It forces you to think of some of the customs they come up with. Because every organization is going to have their own little bylaws, their own little customs that they're going to adhere to on how how do you become from an associate to a soldier? How does a soldier become a, a captain? How, you know, how do they become associates? Or how do the soldiers de decide who they're going to you know, um, be an associate and how much should they ask for just all these little questions that can be answered, especially through play. I mean, that's, that's the best way to develop anything is doing it through play. So, um, I guess that's it for today for right now, guys, I might have a part two. There's some more things banging around my head. I'm thinking about going into a little bit more detail about a few of my guilds, but I'm going to head out guys. I'm home. Supper's ready. I got a little puppy staring at me through the window. Why the hell I'm not going inside and I'm sitting in my car. So, all right, guys, peace out. Roll better than me.